T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, that's about the way you describe the way it is outside. 714 on this Groundhog Day. And weather-wise, a high of 70. And then a temperature is going to fall as a front comes through and clears it out and dries it off, thankfully. Um, 58 for a high on Friday, 59 on Saturday, plenty of sunshine, then sunny and nice Sunday, the jewel in the crown of the weekend with a high of 66. Right now it's 57. Dr. Corey Abair joins us, clinical assistant professor of pediatrics at LSU Health New Orleans School of Medicine. Morning, Dr. Corey. How are you? Good morning. How are you today, Tommy? I'm well, sir. It's good to talk to you. First of all, when people see weather like this, they automatically presume, some of the old-timers do, that this is the kind of weather that gets you sick. Is there any truth, veracity at all to that? Can the weather get you sick? Well, well that's, a, that's a double-edged sword. Let, let me explain. So if, if, getting, if being cold, meaning like being in a cold environment, really made you sick, then everybody in Alaska would be sick all the time, right? There so you go. It's not that. But what happens is that when it's cold, it forces you back inside, which uh, viruses cause cold. We know that. So you're in close quarters. You get, you know, you get these diseases spread much easily, much more easily rather. But when you go from cold to hot, cold to hot, what happens is, you know, in the environment, we have ozone level changes. We have trees that are blooming and people's allergies really do kind of, you know, stir up a little bit. So it's not that you're necessarily getting viruses, but your allergies can stir up and, and cause you to have a bunch of runny nose, which is still, you know, irritating, you know. Mine's 26. My child is 26. Um, so not only do I not get sick, I never see him, but that's just the way it works. Um, is, is it normal? You know, we've all been at the store, doctor, where, you know, you got the kid with the mom and the kid's got that, lick, what do you call it, a loose cough? And somebody yeah, else is yeah. blowing a nose and you're backing off cause like, hey, I don't want to get sick. But for parents that worry that their kids are always sick, is that kind of the norm? Yeah, and so, you know, there, there are a couple of things I want to touch on about this, sure. right? So there's something called the hygiene hypothesis, right, which means that, you know, we want to keep our little babies and children, we want to keep them very, very clean. We want to have very good hygiene. Well, what we realize is that the more you kind of try to make everything sterile, the more they're going to get sick when they finally get out. And the reason why is that our bodies have to be challenged with viruses so that we can make antibodies as we get older so that we can fight off illness. And when you're born, you don't have any of that really, except for your, if you're getting breastfed or if you have your mother's uh, antibodies that cross, but those tend to go, those will go away. And then you have to make your own. So that's why children are always so sick. They've never been exposed to anything. So as soon as they get exposed, they will get sick, but they're very resilient and they bounce back very quickly. But a child is gonna have 
about 10 to 14 upper respiratory tract infections a year. That's like meaning a what? cold a year. 10, 10 to 14. Now, a year? About that, a year. Now, if you have a runny nose and it lasts seven to 10 days, then that means that some months you're going to have 20 days of a kid with a runny nose. Mm. That just happens. That, that is, and that's what I want people to recognize. And so we run to the ERs because their child have, children have colds. And then that's just not the best thing to do unless your child has a fever or they're really acting irritable or that eating or something like that. But a cold for a kid is not a bad thing. It's got to happen to build their immune systems up. I think that is outstanding advice. And I know as a parent, when my child was younger, one of the hardest things to go to was go through was do you want to take him to the doctor and get him stuck in all of that stuff unless it's absolutely yeah. necessary and you're saying sure. well unless there's a fever probably not yeah and and the thing is we you know it just the people that are listening right now are going to say wait a minute every time i've taken my child to the er or to the doctor for a runny nose they never do anything. They always tell me it's upper respiratory infection. I just want you to go back and catalog in your mind how many times you've gone to the doctor, the ER, and we've only given you what's called reassurance because there's there's no cure for it. And we stopped giving cough medicine a long time ago to kids, you know, because we know that it didn't work. All that over the counter stuff doesn't work. And I'm not trying to say any brand names or anything, but a lot of these things that are like, um, you know, cough medicines that are natural cough medicines for the two year old or three year old, please stop buying that. Because if you read the direct, read the instructions or read the ingredients, it's just honey and vitamins. You can do that at home. <laughs> honey and vitamins, that's a good thing, right? Don't spend $9 on some natural honey. Uh, uh, and vitamin cough suppressor because that's not a cough suppressor. We don't sell that for children anymore. So, so the point is, I want you to just recognize that you know our bodies have to do what they have to do. Our our bodies have to build antibodies, and your kid's going to have runny nose, cough, and congestion. The key that we need to do is worry about the things we can't control, like keep your kids' hands washed. Let's do that. You know that that's important. Keep people away from each other when they are having these sicknesses. And please, if you have a person that's an older person in the home that or someone with immuno immunocompromised state, um, you know, uh, on chemotherapy or autoimmune disease, please try to keep our children away. If our children are sick, away from these people because these diseases, uh, a common cold, can kill someone like that. But for a kid, common cold is just a way that they're, you know, the, the aging of, of their bodies in a, in a normal way. We're talking to Dr. Corey Hebert. I love talking to Dr. Corey, clinical assistant professor of pediatrics, LSU Health New Orleans School of Medicine. We're talking about little rugrats bringing viruses and diseases home and getting <laughs> you sick. And we all go sure. through it. And, and what Dr. Corey just said is what, you know, grandma always said. You can, better expose, you can either expose them to it now or later, but eventually... You can run, but you can't hide. They're going to get sick. 504-260-187 if you have any questions. We'll talk about viruses and bacteria and the difference therein. And Dr. Curry earlier was talking about uh, antibiotics and how sometimes doctors, I think, overprescribe antibiotics. We'll get his take on that when we come back. 720, time for traffic now on WWL. 725, Tommy Tucker, WWL. Happy Groundhog Day on this Thursday, February 2nd. Talking to Dr. Corey Abair, clinical assistant professor of pediatrics at LSU Health New Orleans School of Medicine about kids and germs and how Corey, uh, Dr. Corey, I guess that's accurate, right? If you can, you can try to protect them, but they're going to be exposed to it anyway, right? Absolutely. And one of the, the bigger things I like to tell parents about is that as you start having kids, then the, the more you're going to be, get sick as an adult. 
So there was a study done in 2009 that showed that if you had one kid, you have increased risk of getting sick as an adult from those little viruses and all that kind of stuff that's going on in your house. But if you have two, it gets higher. If you have three, four, five, six, the more you go, you come to, to turn to the Brady Bunch over there, you're going to have runny nose all the time. You better put and your money. Because they're, God, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that's just there's going to be constantly circulating all this stuff. And I want to be clear, you know, to say that there are differences between upper respiratory tract infections, also known as colds, and allergies, right? Mm -hmm. So if something lasts for more than 10 days with the runny nose, no fever, and it kind of happens around the same time every year, I want you to start paying attention to when your children have that, um, then that's an allergy. And so you got to get that dealt with. And we do have medicines, you know, uh, antihistamines, you know, the Zyrtex, the Claritins, these types of things that do work to decrease that. And that's a very common thing in, in New Orleans, um, you know, these uh, allergic rhinitis. So if that persists, um, then you should see your doctor. But I just don't want people just running to the ER just because they have a cold. Because if it's four or five days of runny nose, no fever, yeah, I think you can be able to handle it at home. And talk about, doctor, if you will, virus and bacteria and antibiotics. Yes. Okay. So, you know, parents, and this is going to be a hard thing for, for me to say as a doctor, but, know. you know, when, when, par when parents come to the doctor, they want to, they want a cure. Yep. They want something, right? So a lot of times, you know, and we don't do this as much now, but doctors used to, you know, want to satisfy parents. It takes a long time to explain why. I shouldn't give you any medicine for your child. It takes like 10 seconds for me to write the prescription, right? So, you know, when you go to the doctor, we don't want to give you antibiotics unless you really need it. But a lot of times parents put a lot of pressure on doctors like, look, if you don't give me what I want, then I'm going to find another doctor. Yep. I don't want parents to go in that way. I want you to go in, pick a doctor that you trust. Pick a nurse practitioner or a PA that you trust. And when they say you don't need it, and then, and then you really probably don't. And if you feel a, 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 that sixth sense as a parent like you do, then stay in contact. And if the child persists with this, with this illness, then that person that you trust is going to do the best thing for you. But don't just go in there saying, I know what I – look, this, after, after um, uh, the Internet was, was introduced, it was like, man, we got a lot of Dr. Googles, man. Doctor, people come to, to the office they say, look, I, 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 have a, I know what I have. I have an ear infection. I need this antibiotic, and this is what. And, and that, can you just give it to me? And I'm like, well, why didn't you just write the prescription yourself? <laughs> They're like, I can't. I'm like, exactly. Why did you waste so all you that time in medical school, right? You didn't need all that. Just Google it, Doctor right? Google. Hey, let me get this in, Doctor Corey. So many new parents keep uh, everyone away from the newborns. At what age should you start exposing kids? That's a great question. Ooh, that is a really good question, and that is going to really be relative. You know, the answer is relative. I mean, people want to take their children to church and let all the, the old people that are there, that, that are the elders of the church, kiss on the babies and blah, 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 love them, and that's a good thing. You know, but I personally like to say let let a child get some vaccinations in them. Let uh. them get that two-month shot, you know, so that they don't get exposed to some of these viruses and, and bacteria that can really hurt uh, their child, and 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 that that's a really important thing, you know. I you know I, I'm glad to be part of the WWL family now. You know, I'm the medical correspondent for WWL TV, oh, yeah. and I do a lot of stories about these things um, on, on every every Tuesday morning, and just whenever things come up, because these are the things that happen all the time, and I need to give this information because this is useful information that people need to hear every day. So I would say after two months, you know, you can start to let people come around. But if a child, if somebody has a cold 
or any type of illness, and they want to hold your child and kiss your child, I would say not so much because they're not going to be around when your child gets that running nose cough congestion and you want to run to the ER, even though you probably shouldn't. Uh, you, you know, and, and get the and also, antibiotics that you looked up on Google, right? Thank you, doctor. A pleasure as always. A pleasure as always. Stay safe, my friend. You got it. Dr. Corey A. Bear, Chief, uh, Clinical Assistant Professor of Pediatrics at LSU Health and Wellness School of Medicine. He tells it like it is. 7.30, time for WWL First News. For that, we go to Ian Ozan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 